0: maybe hasn't happened before to you, but I'm going to pass around a package while I'm talking to you. And in this package is something special, belongs to me, and I've used it over and over for different things. But it brings the reality of this lesson really, really close to you. So I want you to take it and I want you to unwrap it one time, just one wrap, each person. Don't rush, take your time, But truly listen to what the words are here. Ready? Okay, your turn. The last creation that God had made was woman. And it was into her arms that God placed the Son of God to be held, to be loved, to be caressed and cared for. She was carefully chosen By the supreme holiness of God Himself. God Almighty wrapped Himself in a divine plan to save His creation by clothing Himself in flesh and putting Himself in the arms of a virgin girl, one who had been carefully watched from before her own birth. Her genealogy of past generations had been guided. And handpicked for the prophecies concerning the birth of the Messiah. She was handpicked for that job. Our father, Jehovah Jireh, designed and fashioned the flesh of God to be held in his last creation's arms. Woman. And woman was there supporting his life all the way through his birth. His life, his cross, his death, and his resurrection, all the way through from beginning to the very end. He made arrangements to take care of her while he was on the cross. He loved his mother. Luke 1 and 42 says an amazing thing. It says, And she spake out with a loud voice and said, I'm going to say it like she said it. All right. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Who said that? It was Elizabeth who said it. Verses 45 through 49 say, and blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaid. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. How could she have ever dreamed the total impact that she would even have? For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaid. She didn't think she was something special. In fact, she was just a normal girl to her. But to God, she was anything but normal. She was the chosen one to be the mother of the son of God himself. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. That's Mary, the mother, speaking. Wow, what a fantastic beginning. The angelic visitation has been glorious. The promise was stunning. But in the beginning, Mary never dreamed that her baby would be born as he was, and that she would have to lay him down in an animal's manger. Her anticipation, her anxiety, her longings and fears all wrapped up together in excitement as she shared with Joseph about this baby. And Joseph had had his own visitation, making this birth that much more special. And she dreamed of his sweet little head laying with soft blankets and at home. You know, there are people that say, I slept like a baby last night. Well, obviously they never had no babies. (laughs) Because babies make you stay up at night normally. But none of her plans came to pass. And the Messiah, Jesus the Christ, was born in the worst of conditions. With nothing to soften the harsh surroundings around him. He was simply born like thousands of others suffering in poverty without a proper place, without clean surroundings, and Jesus had to be laid in sticky straw, covered in rough cloths and a smelly manger. Nothing glorious about the birth of God himself in the world. But when Mary picked up that child after she birthed him, his scent was unmistakable. She cried, burying her face in his. She told him that she was sorry he was born like this. She didn't plan it to happen like this. Jesus' very first words he heard was of his last creation repenting for the way he had to be born. He was so soft and cuddly. The king of kings and yet her own baby boy the Lord of glory, and yet the tiny glory of his mother, baby Jesus responded to his mother like all babies do. He was attached to her. Go ahead and pass him around and you can give him a hug. Mm -hmm. Face-to-face communication all day, every day. He watched his mama as he nursed. He held tightly to her hand as if to never let her go. Baby Jesus had feelings for his mama like all babies do. If she left the room, he cried. If someone tried to hold him, he reached across them for his own mama. He memorized her movements, her voice, her smell, her looks, her actions. He learned to talk to his mama's voice and respond to her. He wanted her more than anybody else. Would bury his face in her neck. Hiding from all others, he played peekaboo with her and gave her his glorious smile. Eye to eye, they beheld each other, creator and creation. Incredible to think of it. From the God of the universe, now down on her level, he was eye to eye with God and man. He cried for her. He loved her. Wanted her attention on himself. He cooed and talked to her. He was engaged in her world completely. No baby could have ever loved its mama more than Jesus did. But there's a small streak of steel that runs in his veins, the part that says, I am, and forms the core of his personage. Mary must have said, I wish I could freeze this moment right now, right here, and live in it forever as she pressed her baby close to her. The Christ child was born with a need to be loved and he never it. Having Jesus fall asleep in Mary's arms always took away her worries and stresses about the future. A sense of complete and total peace would come over her every time he was in her arms. I wonder Did she hold Jesus, or did Jesus hold her? It's best said that a baby laughs 300 times a day. An adult only laughs four times a day. A baby needs its mother as much as the mother needs her baby. In my own book, I wrote about an experience that I had in him. After the earthquake in Haiti, I was there traveling through the refugee camps. I had a backpack on, and I was taking care of mothers and children primarily that were in need. I had asked America to give me one million baby wipes, and America responded through radio programs I had done with giving me two million. Because a baby wipe, you can do all kinds of things with that without water, without care. And so I was walking through the refugee camps with backpacks on and full of baby wipes and food and formula looking for little ones. And I came around this corner, and there's a dilapidated old bed of a truck, a box truck. Didn't have wheels on anymore, just sitting on the ground. The thing was rusted out. There were holes in the roof of it. The floor of it was filthy dirty. And I saw a little 18-month-old child sitting there with no diaper had on just a little ragged shirt and he's sitting there with his bear behind on that rusty, filthy floor. And I looked at that child and I suddenly realized, wait, there's something in the corner. And I looked and there was a woman that had just given birth to a baby. And it broke my heart. <laughs> and I saw her misery and I saw where she was laying. She didn't even have a cloth for this child. And I climbed up in the back of that truck, and I was weeping. And I sat my backpack down, and I grabbed that little slippery child, and I had a towel, and I wrapped him instantly in that towel and wiped him dry. And I was crying, and the mama looked at me. We could not speak the same language, but she was crying. We looked at each other and communicated, I care about you. I'm sorry. You're having to have a baby like this by yourself in the back of this horrible truck. But the Lord sent somebody to you to help you in the worst moment of your life, the worst time of your life. He sends an American white woman to climb up in this truck and pick this baby, this newborn baby, up off that floor, help you with that umbilical cord, and deal with this issue right now. That was a shocking experience. I never forgot, and it still moves me deeply. And I have prayed for her. And wondered what happened to her. Where was her husband when that was happening? Did he get killed in the earthquake? How did she find that truck? She had an 18-month-old child with her. And lay there and give birth with no meds. No help of any kind. Not even a way to wash this baby. And yet the Lord had me come around that corner at the right time. The right place. To help solve and soothe her need. You've all been through hard times. You know what they feel like. But let me tell you that even this very day, there are other women who are suffering the anguish, who don't have a way to go forward, who are laying, so to speak, in the worst condition of their life, the worst place of their life ever, saying, God, if you're real, where are you? And the Lord may have you come around the corner and see their need. And you reach down out of the backpack of the wisdom the Lord has already given you. And you raise her up and you tell her you're not by yourself. You're going to survive this. You're going to go forward with this. And you're going to make it. I'm talking to her in English and she does not understand. But I was pouring out my heart to her with tears. Holding that baby in my arms. that was wrapped in nothing but a old towel I had. Nothing. But when I held the child, I heard her whisper the words, my angel. She was calling me her angel. I was not her angel, but I was in the right place at the right time. And I'm trusting that the Lord of glory that's put his own care into your hands. A leader is one that God puts his honor into your care for you to be responsible enough to do something about the needs around you. God has given you a responsibility To make a difference in a hurting world. You may say, well, I don't know how to do that. You don't have to know how. He knows how. All you got to do is use your pain to help somebody else. Use your wisdom and your experience of what you've been through, a loss. You know how to talk that language. That's all you need is compassion and love in your heart to help somebody else. That night, Mary had her baby. There was no woman to come by and offer compassionate aid. She was truly in a stable with animals and Joseph, a new dad. But then all of a sudden, miraculous things start happening. The Lord, outside of her understanding, outside of her knowledge, begins to appear to other people. Shepherds abiding in the flocks by night. The Lord appears to them. I need you to go check. Because what she was holding in her arms, the son of God, the gift of God to the world, the salvation of the entire human race. The Lord knew that she was not by herself in this at all. In fact, she had more support than she could have ever even imagined. Shepherds came and acknowledged her baby and down the road, wise men came with gifts for her baby. The time was worse in our life when we think, I cannot make it. Never forget the baby in your arms. Are you holding him or is he holding you? I'm telling you, he's holding you. And when you reach out to the Lord and you ask him, come into my life, and you take charge now. You do something with this loss. You do something with this grief. He can turn your sorrow into joy. Incredible things can happen. I'm living proof of it. Jackie's living proof of it, of what the Lord has done and is doing. And we're seeing a baby come alive in our arms, in your lives. And what God has intended to do in you, Trisha, in you, you matter. He wants to use you for his glory. There's a babe in your arms called the salvation of the world who can fix any situation that can cause marvelous things to come out of pain if we'll turn to him if we'll embrace Him, if we hold that relationship closer than any relationship we have, if we'll cling to Him, reach to Him when we're in pain, when we're in sorrow, when we're at loss, when we're lonely, when we're fearful, when we're mourning, when we're sad, if we'll reach for that baby, that tiny newborn faith that's just barely awake in your life, if you'll reach for Him, reach for you. It's Christmas time again. We've been talking about holidays all week long, all retreat long, <laughs> and what we're going to do to make life meaningful and special for us. I want to challenge you to make life meaningful and special for Him. For him. It requires that we forget about ourselves, that we stop looking inward and we begin to look outward. Lord, how can you use my loss? How can you take this seed, which the scripture says, except a cord of wheat, fall into the ground and die. It cannot produce a harvest, but if it doth, it can produce some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold. I intend to be a 100-fold person. How about you? There's not a moment to waste. There's hurting people all around me. And I got a babe in my arms who is the answer to the world. Who's the one who can bring redemption to them and salvation to them? My question to you is, who will be the mother to care for the body of Christ? If this little child right here represents the body of Christ. When we go to church, everybody that's sitting around us is the body of Christ. Instead of us needing the attention for us, how about we forget us and we focus on them. If I'm the mother of the Lord, it wasn't about Mary at all. It was about him. It was about that child she was carrying. How can we be the faithful mother of the faith? How can we be the older women who teach the younger if we don't reach out our arms and accept this fact? Yeah, this is who I'm going to be. This is what I need to be. She was his mother, his friend, his faithful, beloved woman, the last creation God made. I can tell you this He has memorized everything about you. Your faith that's in your arms, it's in your heart, knows everything about you. He is bigger than you are. He is able to send shepherds to you to confirm His promise on you. He's able to send wise men to you in your moment of need it give you gifts because what you're holding in your arms is a destiny that God has chosen for you. Did we ask for it? No. Did we know it was all going to happen to us? No, but he did. He did. And there's a bigger plan. I can guarantee you there's a bigger plan unfolding than you know. He loves you. You're in the palm of his hand. It was Mary that bore him. It was Mary that was delivered of demons. It was a Mary that worshiped him and poured oil on his feet. It was a Mary that saw her brother raised to life. And it was a Mary that witnessed the angel and the empty tomb and saw the resurrected Lord. Are you that Mary? You can be. Take this precious truth in your arms. Let the small relationship with God that you have began start developing it. Feed your soul every day. I challenge you. Pick up the word of God and begin to apply that to yourself. Don't wait for somebody to spoon feed you. You open the word for yourself. You start learning who this baby is in your arms. Take the love of God within your heart and allow him to become real and close to you. Open your arms. And say, God, I accept you in my life. I'm going to be the mama you need me to be. I'm going to be the mother of Israel you need me to be. It's time to walk forward in your future. Luke 1.45 says, And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told of her. By the Merry Christmas, Mary. I can't wait to see what God's going to do in your life next because of who's holding you in his own arms.